My name is Matthew Becker. As the owner of a fitness facility and an attorney, I have a lot of things that I need to get done in a day. I've spent the last few years developing strategies that allow me to constantly move forward while also living the best life that I can live. On this podcast, I share those strategies with you along with other thoughts and ideas that allow you to live your best life through the concept of the aggregation of marginal gains. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Stronger Revolution. I'm Matthew Becker, and this episode, I'm with our Athlete of the Month for August 2022, Kurt Werner. How are you this morning, Kurt? Great. And I just realized while looking at your online interview, getting ready for this episode, you're one month into CrossFit. Right? One year. One year, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Be impressive. Yeah, one, month. one month. Yeah, I don't think anybody's ever got an Athlete of the Month after <laughs> one month. Uh, one year. Yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. So you started in August of 2021. Do you remember your first group class workout? Um, I don't remember what we did. I certainly remember the experience of being new to the class. Okay. And it was, I think in my mind, I built it up as probably being more in, intimidating than it actually ended up being. I think it was a great transition. By the end of this, you know, one-on-one sessions, I was mm-hmm. definitely ready and eager to get into class so that was that was a good time well i appreciate that feedback yeah um so you did you do five or 12 sessions i did 12 okay yeah so you did all all 12 yeah um who did you train with with jen okay okay i remember i'm remembering this now all right yeah um and so when you went from there yeah i think some people look at what we do and, and they and they think it doesn't matter how much introduction i have this the class is scary Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but it sounds like you're saying after those 12, yes, it was intimidating, but you realize once you got in class, it wasn't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you. Um, yeah. When I started, uh, I started at like a Globo gym, you know, not a CrossFit gym and then realized like years later that it was something cool to remember what your first CrossFit workout was. Mm-hmm. So I was a little bit bummed that I never remember. Oh yeah. Interesting. I do remember doing Cindy. That's what I call my first one, but you know, Cindy is AMRAP of 20 minutes of five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, and 15 squats. I don't think I've ever done that one then. No? No. Oh, man. Sounds like I'd like it. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy it. But yeah, you like the bodyweight stuff. Yeah. So yeah, you would like that one. Yeah. Um, but I remember doing that at a, at a gym when I was finishing up law school, and... I would look at and I'd be like, okay, I got to go for like 20 minutes. So when I get to 10 minutes, I'm going to take a two minute break to get water and relax. And then I'm going to keep going. I had no idea that like the whole purpose was to just keep moving for that 20 minutes. Uh, But body weight stuff, any idea why you prefer the body weight over the barbell? Any thoughts there? Um, I don't know if that holds true now, maybe as strongly as it did. I... At home, I felt like bodyweight exercises were an interesting challenge of technique and physicality and a lot of stuff that 
I certainly am just a beginner at still like, um, you know, tuck holds and planches with like parallettes and it, it's mm-hmm. stuff I now, especially since starting CrossFit, it has definitely taken a backseat. I would love to get to a point where I have the regimen to balance both, but especially during the pandemic, I, I just enjoyed, you know, being able to use a, a pull-up bar in the door frame and a dip stand and parallettes and yeah. kind of make a whole workout of it and, and push-ups as well. And, um, naturally I think there was some muscle units that were neglected because yeah. of that, yeah. but it was still fun work to do regardless. It is hard if you are only doing body weight stuff mm-hmm. to nail everything. Yeah. Uh, I'm during the pandemic. I got, I got real into trying to figure out how, how you could get as good of a workout as I can get in a CrossFit gym but at home with minimal equipment. Mm-hmm. And so body weight was one of the things that I really looked at, like a lot of body weight calisthenics. And mm-hmm. um, the more and more I looked, the more it looked like in order to get strong, like you'll get strong up to a point with body weight, but to get beyond that, you have to add weight. And it was like every time I, I would find these great articles, I'd be like, great, you can put on muscle, you can put on strength, whatever, whatever. And then at the end of the article would be like, and beyond that, you need to add a weight vest. Mm-hmm. And that was always like the end was beyond that, you have to add weight. I was like, I can't get away from it. Yeah. You can't get there with just body weight. Yeah. And then there's the interesting element where there's some body weight or calisthenics influencers that I follow that intentionally don't, aren't looking to build any mass in their legs because yep. they want to keep that overall body weight down and just really get strong back shoulders arms to and core of course to continue to perform you know competitively so mm-hmm. and that's maybe not as well-rounded as i would like <laughs> no you can't neglect the legs yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> well now you mentioned one of your favorite movements is turkish get-ups yeah oh why <laughs> i don't know i think i like i, I feel like a turkish get-up i can be mindful of the technique the whole way through the exercise in a way that i don't feel like I can still con- definitely considering myself a beginner on some of the barbell movements where mm-hmm. it's like, it's just a matter of building that coordination over time. I don't quite have it nailed, but the Turkish get up, it's almost like, I feel like the slower, the better sometimes. Like I can be so <laughs> mindful through the whole exercise. And, uh, I don't, I like that. I like that mindfulness component of, of working out. That's why I don't like it. Because <laughs> yeah. they're so slow and methodical. Yeah. They just, were you here yesterday? No, the, no, uh, I wasn't. Oh, uh, Okay. So that was, a, that was a hero workout that we had designed. One of our old members and coaches died of esophageal cancer. Okay. Um, and so we put together this workout around movements that he either told us he wanted in his hero workout because he knew he was dying or yeah. things that we knew he liked. And one of them, of course, was the Turkish get-up. And oh, it just like for 28 minutes, granted, it's only eight Turkish get-ups per round, but it just feels like it's constant Turkish get-ups. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me in, in a workout how much other stuff you put in there. It's just always Turkish get-ups. Yeah. Ugh. I don't, I don't like... The only time I've liked them was we, we did... We recently at 3.30, we were doing Turkish get-ups with a sandbag. And so you can't... It's just putting it on your shoulder. You can't hold it up. Hmm. Uh, but you just put it on your shoulder, and it's literally just like get off the ground with this 100-pound sandbag on your shoulder. And that, it made it hard enough <laughs> that I didn't mind it having to slow down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll have to have you try that sometime. Okay. See if you like I'll that see, differently. I'll see how that goes, yeah. And then, and then you mentioned power cleans. I get power cleans. Those are fun. Yeah, I think it's the fluidity that mm-hmm. I enjoy. Yeah. Well, very good. So you came 
um, to CrossFit from doing home stuff? You kind of mentioned it a couple of times that you were doing a lot of at-home bodyweight stuff. Mm-hmm. How long had you been doing that before you decided to come into the gym? Somewhat consistently, probably... Um, man, the years are just blending together. Yeah. <laughs> Pre versus post COVID. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pre-COVID, <laughs> I... You know, I, I was trying to run frequently. I, I enjoy playing soccer, which is something I've always tried to do somewhat consistently, but it was mostly cardio. And, and then I had the ambition of working out. I've always been about convenience. At the time I was living in Swissvale and there's a Planet Fitness at the Epi Edward Town Center. Okay. And I made the mistake of joining a Planet Fitness for a period <laughs> of like three or four months. And it just something about the smell as soon as you walk in and oh really is that I've never heard this it's just like I don't know I don't for me maybe that's what I picked up on but it's not the kind of place you feel energized to walk into well no you're not allowed to like grunt or anything yeah exactly right (laughs) the harder you try you know the worse it is and I always make the joke that Planet Fitness is a business model where the people not working out subsidize the workout oh sure yeah Yeah, you know they have a thousand members and only fifty people show up right that's why it's ten dollars so. That is the business model. Yeah, like. pretty. Yeah, because they have you know like pizza socials to get pizza uh, people in the door. Right. So after that, um, I wanted to be a little bit more consistent at home. That's when I made the investment in you know parallettes, dip stand. I bought a few kettlebells, um, chin up bar for the door frame, and I think I had a set of like four or five note cards, each with a muscle group, and I would just kind of cycle through that over the course of like a week and a half, Mm -hmm. you know, working out every other day, um, trying to maybe run or or play soccer on the days that I wasn't doing uh, a body weight exercise. And I think I did that. Honestly, that was probably the most I had been most consistently. I had been working out up until that point. Um, But I, I just wasn't getting the quality of workout. And I feel like some personal or maybe even aesthetic goals that I had for myself, I I certainly wasn't seeing any improvement on like, um, I was maybe building uh, a little, like toning up a little bit, but wasn't building muscle mass and just overall, like didn't really feel like I was getting stronger. It always feels good to sweat in my opinion. Like I love a good workout, but I I wasn't really seeing that progression from Mm -hmm. week to week or month to month. Okay. Have you found that since joining, since coming and joining a gym that you're starting to see that muscle mass more? Yeah, definitely. It's a funny thing. I feel like uh, I was doing a lot of, with, with the bodyweight exercise, I, I had a pretty good number of reps down with chin-ups. And I honestly think I've like lost that since coming to CrossFit, not okay. in a bad way, but because now I'm giving the rest of my body like the attention it needs in yeah. terms of muscle groups. And if anything, I have definitely put muscle mass on, which I has made me overall a little bit heavier. So there's some areas where in calisthenics, it might have been easier. Now, since coming to CrossFit, you just kind of see those natural changes as the body accommodates to a new workout regimen but i mean it's someone as someone who's been relatively active my entire adult life this is the most progress i've seen in a one-year period and that's even not being here as much as i would like to knowing Mm -hmm. that there's still places where i could um tighten up in terms of being here more consistently or more rigorously or um changing aspects of diet or, or getting more cardio in at home on on off days um and you know, I feel like this has been, a, in terms of the trade-off, like this hasn't been a, a huge commitment, honestly. Like it, it's, it's fit into my daily schedule really nicely with the amount of time a workout takes, getting in, getting out, getting a great burn in 40 minutes that I would, you know, not get in probably yeah. two or three workouts at home. Yeah. And so 
I'm super happy with what I've accomplished in a year. And, you know, I look around and see people who are in a great spot in terms of some of the movements I don't have yet, like kipping pull-ups or some of the more gymnastic type things. And I just have to remind myself, you know, I'm here for me and yeah. I, I have seen progress and, and that's encouraging when I focus on that. And you'll get it. You'll get it. Yeah. I, I think, I think if I remember our, uh, our initial sit down, no sweat in, uh, intro, you had talked about wanting the muscle up as well. Yeah. Yeah. That bar muscle, <laughs> that elusive t- bar muscle up. Yeah. Uh, Maybe but, further from that than I, that, I, don't, I, I don't know. I, I think the fact that you have a background in body weight movement, I think you have the, you have the, the, the discipline mm-hmm. to focus yourself on that when you really want to. And, you know, start to put in that additional strength work for the pull-ups, for the chest bars, and then and then it's just technique work in order to get above the bar. So I think you're closer than you give yourself credit for. Um, but well, you, you. you mentioned in there um, coming in and, and potentially getting a better workout in 40 minutes here than you could over a couple of workouts at home. Yeah. Um, so the intensity coming in and working out in a group or in this environment it sounds like is more than what you would put yourself through at home. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. And I'd love over time to get to a point where I understand the mechanics of a workout or my own drive enough to do that. But I respect that discipline a lot and recognize that I, I don't quite have that depth of knowledge in fitness to do that for myself. So getting here and having a coach, someone who's going to take the time to not only drive you, but make sure as they're driving you that you're doing things right. Like, mm-hmm. how would I know that at home? You know, if my if my plank was like way off, or <laughs> you know, if there was a movement I was really butchering, you know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Maybe if 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 you know what a squat should look like and you're doing it in front of a mirror. Yeah. But there's something that seems kind of odd about working out by yourself at home in front of a mirror. <laughs> yeah. Of course. <laughs> that seems kind of odd. Yeah. Uh, but. Um, yeah, that's that's that I, I remember over COVID, even working out at home, even working out with other people, I, I eventually at least, at least got like a, a couple of people who would come over uh, and work out, if not every day, like every other day, but the intensity still just is not there. I'll be curious to talk with you again in the long run to find out if you've ever been able to get your head around pushing as hard as you do here at home by yourself. So I think it's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I haven't tried it yet. I don't know what it would look like on days where I haven't been able to get here. Um, like unfortunately when I've had COVID over the last <laughs> uh, few years, I'll do kettlebell workouts at home. And even those now, like I'm following along with YouTube videos, it might just be 15, 20 minutes, but mm-hmm. it's, I don't know why I didn't do that before. You know, I had that, that resource available yeah, to me, but I, I didn't do it. But now when I do that, even that is is so much better than guiding myself through an exercise where I'm going to take, you know, three minutes when I might only need one to like yeah. reset. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it ends up making it a longer workout, a less intense workout. And overall, it's, you know, I could be doing more for myself. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. The, the picture that you sent for us to put with your profile or with your question online is... You with a dog. You yes. still have that dog? I do still have that dog. What's the dog's name? That is Pax. Pax? Like yeah. P-A-X? Yeah. That's a sweet dog name. Yeah. What kind of dog is it? 
Pax is a sheepadoodle, which I always feel ridiculous saying. It's a what? Sheepadoodle. Sheepadoodle. Yeah. So I, I tip, people ask, I'm typically like, oh, it's an old English sheepdog standard yeah. poodle mix. Because the whole doodle thing is just out of control. But he, it's a really fun breed. You have like the loyal work mentality of a sheepdog. And then you have like the quirky intelligence of a poodle. So yeah. I think it makes for just a, a really fun pal. Like, you know, just a companion. And yeah, in the picture we're hiking and... He loves to get out and, and get off leash and just, you know, run up and down these trails in the Laurel Highlands. So it, it's fun to have him and be able to get outdoors with him as well. How did you come up with the name Pax? Um, uh, that's, it's a name that like, I think I had always liked for a dog. There's this random book I had bought for my wife years ago about a boy who has a pet fox and I think that fox's name was Pax. Okay. We kind of had always liked that, so we just borrowed yeah. that when uh, when we got the dog. I, I think that's a cool name. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's a Latin word for peace. He's not the most peaceful dog. You know, he's got <laughs> a ton of energy, so... Yeah. I mean, well, long name is Paxton, but we... Paxi or, or Pax is what we call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's funny how we give dogs their names and then inevitably shorten it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and you're outdoors. You said he likes to go hiking. Yep. Is, is hiking one of your, your favorite pastimes? Yeah, it's uh, this year just with work schedules and, you know, life and house projects. Sad to say I did not get out as much this summer as I would like to. Uh, but I did in early 2021 invest in backpacking gear. So that's something I've also been doing some overnight trips. And I think okay. I've had two trips so far this year, one in the spring one again in the summer, hopefully could get one in the fall, um, mostly just around like southwestern Pennsylvania, okay. Laurel Highlands. Mm -hmm. um, but that's been a lot of fun too. Like I, you know, a couple months ago did 17 miles on the Laurel Highlands hiking trail, 16 of those in one day. And that, you know, pe there's people <laughs> who do twice that, like backpacking. But even that, sure. with, you know, 30 pound pack, like that was an incredible burn. Yes. And, you know, when you get to the parking lot and have five beers after that. You definitely feel like you earned it. You know? <laughs> About a month ago, I did a, a 12 mile. Well, it was slightly less than 12 miles with 30 pounds on my back. Yeah. I hit a wall at nine. Yeah. Uh, I, like, yeah. At, at nine miles, I was like, oh man, the person I was with was just like, kept going. And I, I was dragging toward those last three miles. Well, that is rough. The day we were doing it was also the day of the Laurel Highlands Ultra Marathon. And so the entire, oh. Oh, you know, no, 10 no. hours we were on this trail, all told it might have been two, 300 runners, I'm not sure, but every five, six minutes we had someone <laughs> coming up behind us saying, runner behind you. And I think it's a lot easier for the runner to move than it is for the person, you know, watching their knees with 30 pounds on their yep, back. And yep. it was funny, but... um. Yeah, it was. I was impressed by that. Impressed by how much older the ages skewed on ultra running. Yeah, I feel like most people were cons like deep into their middle ages running. You know, seventy miles on the Laurel yeah, Highlands Trail, and it's insane. Yeah, I. You gotta have time, and you gotta have. I don't know, some discipline that I. I don't even have the desire to. You and know, I only recently that. learned that that's usually done on trail. Yeah, I always thought those ultra thons were done on the road. Which I thought was just terrible because of the, the, the like pounding on the road. But then to learn that it's on trail, like that I think brings a whole other element of difficulty to it. Because now for 70 miles, you have to watch every step yeah. that you take. Yeah. And we saw people 
slipping. I mean, it, you know, it's it's damp roots and rocks. Right. And at, at one fall, you you know, you might be ten miles from the next checkpoint. And yeah. Is that your no, day? I, I, I yeah, know. that's that that's mad respect for those people because that is. I don't like running to begin with. I don't like road running. Yeah. Trail running, I can deal with until it's wet and I'm slipping and I'm tripping. And I, I learn on trail that I drag my feet and mm-hmm. I trip over everything. Mm-hmm. And that becomes like the most frustrating thing in the world for me. Yeah. Just tripping over constant. So where are you, where are you plan on going this fall for a backpack trip? Do you have it planned out at all? Uh, I don't have it planned out. I think there's like one or two more segments of the Laurel Highlands hiking trail, which all told, yeah, it's about 70 miles. Um, I don't know that I would have more than a two night kind of stint on that. Okay. So we'll see if we do another segment. We've also, it's a group of friends that I go with. We've looked at doing the Dolly Sods, which is mm-hmm. like a wilderness plateau mm-hmm. in central West Virginia. So that would be fun. That's a, a bit more of a hike to get down there though. It's like a three and a half hour drive. So yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I'm planning on, I was, I was looking at going down to Dolly Sods probably mid September. I don't know that I'm going to do it like camp overnight. Yeah. I might go down and, and do a long hike and then just stay down there like an Airbnb, you know, for it and all. Yeah, well, that picture where I was, that was like, I think that was near Davis, which is only like 40 minutes or so from the Dolly Sods. Yeah. And yeah, it's a, I, I, every time I drive through West Virginia, I'm just kind of amazed as how breathtaking the, the country is, maybe just because it looks different than, you know, the view I'm used to on the Pennsylvania around, Turnpike. Yeah, around, yeah, around Pittsburgh. Yeah. No, I, I used to joke, you get, you start driving down 79, you get through West Virginia, and there are points where, like you, I'm used to, like, you, you go on the Turnpike, and every so often you pass, like, an exit or a town, or mm-hmm. you see civilization. Once you get below um, a Buckhannon area... Like Fairmont, and, like... Yeah, even. yeah you, get, you get below that in West Virginia... You can keep going and you won't see an exit or like you might see an exit, but you're not going to see a little town. There's yeah. no gas stations. It's just all mountains and trees. Yeah. And so, yes, it, it's incredibly beautiful when you get down there. Yeah. No, but very cool. We're going to stick around for a couple minutes here and talk about your workout that we're going to do toward the end of the month. Okay. Um, probably on the last, I think the last Wednesday of August is literally the 31st. Okay. I don't, I might be wrong on that, but anyway, last Wednesday of the month. Um, but we're getting a bunch of sounds coming up in the background, so we're going to go ahead and cut this off so it's not too annoying. But Kurt, appreciate you coming in. Absolutely. Anything going on this weekend? Big plans? Uh, house projects. Ugh. Lots of fun. Do you own? Uh, I do, yeah. So trying to... There, there's a bonus room that we want to make more habitable, yeah. so uh, I'd like to turn it into an office. So some sanding and painting and breathing okay. things that might take a couple months <laughs> off my, my life. But that's home ownership. Well, have, have fun with that. House projects can be fun, but they just, they're never ending. As soon as no. you get through one, it's like the cycle begins again. Yeah, especially in a hundred year old Pittsburgh house. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, anyway, again, congratulations on your Athlete of the Month. It's been great having you for the last year. We hope to continue to have you for The next few years, we'll get that muscle up. Great. Bye, buddy. Have a great day. Thank you. Talk to you soon.